What's up, everybody? This is Door Bumper Clear presented by OfferPad, and I'm Freddie Kraft. We're back from California where a lot went down this weekend. We'll talk Chase Elliott's anger towards teammate Kyle Larson, flats on the next-gen car requiring a tow back to the pits, this week's Dirty Mo Ultimate Las Vegas Experience, and oh yeah, maybe how my guy possibly got into TJ's guy. Here we go. Nobody's listening, but I don't care. I'm on an episode of Door Bumper Clear. Hey everybody, I'm TJ Majors, spotter of the 6 Cup car, the 68 Xfinity car. And uh, an exciting weekend. Exciting is the word, man. Brett Griffin, spotter for Colleg Racing, had Daniel Hemrick on Saturday, Justin Haley on Sunday. Landed at about 3 a.m. this morning. Felt like <laughs> popped in some Bojangles Cajun Filet biscuits here in the old uh, new door Pumper clear studio, and here we are. Still look like that. Never mind. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I mean, I'll say you still look like <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> you guys are such Jeez. great friends. Wow. Oh, he was born that way. Casey must ate her Wheaties. <clears throat> uh, what's up? Freddie Kraft, spotter for Brad Keselowski. I mean, hold on. I drove through the back of somebody like Brad Keselowski. <laughs> I've spotted for Bubba Wallace in the Cup Series, and I had Landon Castle for all of eight laps on Saturday in the Xfinity Series race. What's up, Casey? Hello, everyone. Casey Boat here, marketing professional and director of babysitting for Dorba Clear. Of course, we can't forget our lovely producer, Jason. Director of content, Jason Schultz here. Going to Las Vegas for the first time this week. Very excited. Jason, you're the only person I know on the planet that goes to Las Vegas for one day. Like, have you never, you never I been, mean, right? he says no. he's going for a day, but does it's that It's like really 36 hours. Who says he oh. wakes up Sunday and makes his flight? <laughs> <laughs> are you flying home Sunday? Sunday night. We're recording a little later next Monday. What oh. time are you landing Saturday? Uh, like one. That's pretty good. And then you're going to work Sunday mm-hmm. for a hot minute. Mm-hmm. And then you're flying the red eye home. Mm-hmm. Oh, red eyes suck. Uh, you know I what? can't wait to experience it. I you're... can't wait to record on Monday morning just so Jason can get a feel on what it's is, like. Jason has already asked. We're recording <laughs> record at noon week. next no, week. No, 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 no. We're going to do 930 because you need to see what it's like. The studio is closed until noon next week. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, we're all busy at noon, right? Yeah, but yeah. I got to do next week. Sorry. It's time for Jason to your get voice. an idea. Of what Brett, you're like. not even coming here. Brett, your I voice I can't come here. Sorry, your voice doesn't sound right. No, is that? Do you think rice wine it's, does that to your vocal cords? It's probably sake and no sleep. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a story to tell? This, this, it, I don't know. Are you on social I, media anymore, Casey? First of all, I am, but you tweet thought, so much. I, I thought you were to... supposed to sip sock. First of all, when Freddie <laughs> says, I don't know, if there's a story to tell, and he says, I don't know, that means there's definitely a story. <laughs> I don't know. There's, no story. there's no story. We just had a nice oh, dinner still, with our friends. We just had some sake from Nutrient Ag Solutions. Talk about Columbia. No, we can't. <laughs> I had Mexican on uh, Friday night. Oh, that, uh, what'd you Japanese call them? Mariachi band. No, what'd yeah, you call the Mexican band. <laughs> the Mexican then I had Japanese on Saturday night, so... Um, I, I was every, just traveling country to, to country. So Friday night was tequila night. Obviously, you're in Mexico. You got to have tequila. Saturday, we were in Japan, so I had sake. to have sake. Yeah. 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 It was, uh, and then karaoke broke out, which was fun. Is oh, it still Brandon, at that holiday Brandon McReynolds was there? Uh, what? The karaoke? No, I just started yeah. singing no, karaoke was, at a Japanese this table. At the, this was at the hibachi place. We were Play. just singing. Singing some Alabama. Alabama. Little Dixieland delight. We had the, so <laughs> so there, we had a group of six at a table of eight, and these two people that sat next to us, their lives have been changed forever. Yeah, they now like sake, though. They love sake. Poor thing. <laughs> they didn't know what sake was. All right. Well, now that you guys are alive and well and in great moods, what did you all think of Auto Club? And and let's what? let's 
Pretty, it's 9.30 in the morning. Let's oh. not uh, bring up the incident between you and TJ yet. Because Why? don't worry, what we incident? have plenty Let's just to get down about. to it. I don't know what you're That's talking about. <laughs> I'm sure you don't. Let's start with the Xfinity race. What do you guys think? Long? Uh, well, no, it was short for me. It was <laughs> one of the fastest Xfinity races of the year, I think. Is uh, that the longest Xfinity race ever? It was three hour, almost three and a half hours, yeah. I think. It's yeah. got to be pretty close. I mean, I'm sure yeah. there was one longer, but... I mean, it definitely. I mean, there aren't very many Xfinity races with red flags. They so broke I the think, they broke the record for cautions. I'm sure, right? They had to have. I would imagine that I mean, for Auto Club. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I unfortunately we had a we had an issue early in the race. We had an oil line break or something, so we were out of the race early. So I went down to the suite that Brett had with uh, Nutrient Ag and watched some of the race and I pulled around the front to pick up Jason Jarrett with 20 laps to go and sat in my car for easily 45 minutes to an hour waiting for the last 20 20 laps to be done so i don't know exactly what was going on on the racetrack i heard there were some sand barrels flying i heard there was a bunch of wrecks but no it wasn't a sand barrel it was pieces of the sand barrel that were going everywhere <laughs> it looked like somebody the picture i saw looked like a beach the coolest thing about that was there was a hundred little pieces they threw them all behind the wall and like fans were all grabbing them and taking them home like who wants a piece of a barrel <laughs> that's what i was thinking i was like what what are you gonna do with that yeah, i mean oh that's a good story <clears throat> oh we could have put it we should have got one for the Studio. I should have ran down there and what got What were one. you doing? The I was thing is, when they started wrecking off a of four, I was like, all right, they got about a <laughs> second and a half to get to the line. But we threw oh, the no. caution before anybody hit anything. And then and then once we threw that caution, we had to have another restart, per the rule book. And then about the time they threw the caution, count to one, and then he hit the head into that wall. Uh, and holy hell, uh, it looked like a tornado happened right dude, there. It was the most sand I've seen on a racetrack ever. Like, ever there was sand they were like shoveling it up like in big shovels like you know when you shovel a driveway with snow back in the home in the day yeah that's oh, what yeah. it looked like and as safety workers were busting their butt to get it ready they were. it just it takes forever so when you made that decision to throw the caution um i don't know that it was should i mean we needed a caution but we could have waited one second and then the race would have been over so i i did see the button for the race director he has this cool little push to talk thing that yeah. has the caution lights and the push to talk like this. So you right. Oh, put it out. So you're hitting both at the same that's time. Dangerous. Yeah. I know. Like, it, what if you hit the wrong button one time? Somebody, you were standing there, weren't you? When I, when I was talking about it, oh, no, so. maybe not. And, and somebody asked me if that was the button that I had back in the day when I was working with Dale Jr. So <laughs> <laughs> said, yeah, you get all them lucky dogs. Hey, see all the, that, see the, 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 the eight only thing you used to be able to count on was if Dale Jr. was in a lucky dog spot, be like, there's a caution coming next 10, 15 laps. We're getting a yellow. That's yeah. not true. Bull I spent all winter wondering how long it was going to take Larson to figure out this package. TJ, <laughs> what, do you, what do you think? Well, I mean, when you got guys like Freddie up front, clearing the way, it's easy. <laughs> we I was literally, anyway. as soon as Larson won, I was like, A, I picked him, and B, fans are going to give TJ so much for this. Yeah, it's actually died down a bit. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. So, but I saw about five tweets about it last night. Yeah, that's I, about 15 less. I had than Blaney, normal. and I was going to give you a run for your money with Blaney, except for he decided that he wanted to start behind like eight guys every restart. I had Bowman. He that. started on the front row there. One of them late restarts. Then <laughs> I'll he... tell you what. Bowman hit Austin Cindric going into three so hard. I thought it was going to like give him whiplash. And and <laughs> Austin did wreck. So that, at that point, I was like, well, man, these cars can take a beating at the big well, track yeah. too because we obviously saw the LA Coliseum. I know. But then at the end of the race, we threw a block on Blaney and he just absolutely punted us. And then we nail the inside wall running what looked like about 170 miles an hour and. 
That what that did warrant a caution. I was a little. I was coming by after you were hitting down there, and I was like, "Oh, please stay down there. Please stay down there." Because I mean, you don't. You don't know. I've been in a wreck there where my car got hit on the bottom there, and we ended up on fire up against the wall. It was with Brad back in the day. Yeah, so yeah. This, this I mean, this was going to be my rant for later, but we might as well go to that now. Like we, we, I, I still we. Just consistency. I'm begging for consistency because I just about called that a yellow yesterday because there's no way I can, I understand the 31 car pounded the fence. I mean, as hard as you could hit a wall at a racetrack like that, he somehow continued on. He, I don't know how he finished the race as hard as he hit the wall, but he continued on. I mean, were you just limping around? I don't. I didn't oh, even yeah, see. Oh totally. like, yeah, totally. Like just, just yeah, he, I mean, just he was to, broke hard. Yeah, but I mean, the I mean, car was destroyed. Around. We go back to, to truck race at Talladega. I mean, uh, Daytona. We threw a yellow for a wreck that was, in my opinion, not as hard as that one by any means. And we threw the yellow so we didn't race back to the line there. And then this kid pounds the fence yesterday morning. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be. We were in the back just riding around without a right front fender. So I was like, this is going to be a yellow probably. Why? Just, uh, you know. But, I mean, how how is that? How is the Daytona truck race a yellow and that not a yellow? I understand that, you know, I, I reached out to NASCAR comms and they said it's because, you know, obviously, look, it was okay. He rolled around. He finished. I'm like, bullshit, that kid. Where was the spin in the truck race at? Tr- off of, uh, like, in the one. Remember, so, they, remember they all went? And he said they, they talked about proximity of the cleanup trucks, which they're right there in one at, the, at Daytona. They're right there in one where Haley wrecked. You know, I, it's just consistency. Like, if I don't know what's a yellow at the end of these races or what's not. The kid, if you say it's at the truck race, it's because they hit the, the hit. You know, the kid hit the wall. Okay, then this Haley pounded the wall yesterday. How is yeah. that not a yellow? So you're saying if you hit the wall and they, if they, I would say if Haley came to a stop, you got to throw it. Well, and that's the weird thing about this car. And and I mean, I guess now is a good time as any to talk about that too. Uh, Justin and I talked before the race yesterday, and we decided that in the event you get in a wreck, the biggest thing you have to do once you have control of the car is do not stop. And, and as a driver, your instinct being in a, in a caution such as what Justin was in at the end of the race, your instinct is to come to a stop and make sure you're okay. And then if you're all okay, proceed. Literally, as soon as I saw he had it straight, and when I saw him going at the wall, I was like, man, this looks bad. Like, this looks real bad. I hope he doesn't hit it at a weird angle. And I'm going back to when Logano wrecked Denny Hamlin. I'm like, man, because we don't know about these cars and these impacts yet. So I'm watching him go, and I'm like, man. And then he hit, and I was like, oh, that looked like that hurt. And then I saw he was kind of gathering it up, and I said exactly what he and I talked about. I was like, don't stop rolling, because once you stop, you're dead in the water, right? So um, having to encourage a guy that's wrecked, to continue, I don't know if that's a good thing for us as spotters and, and drivers to be in those scenarios because we know, and obviously this is the end of the race, this is a little bit different, but we know if Christopher Bell stops on the front stretch, he's going to lose a lap. Two laps, three laps, four laps. He ended up, I think, losing six when it was all said and done. This is at Fontana, people. What are we going to do at Bristol? What are we going to do at Richmond? What are we going to do at eight laps down? You're going to be, I mean, six laps there is going to be 20 laps there. So, like, we, we've got to figure out something to get these cars off the ground to get them back to pit road. I've had a lot of experience this last weekend <laughs> spinning out. I think our cup car went around and qualifying uh, twice, in, twice in the race. So, yeah, but I'm just saying with the cup car, Xfinity car, you get flat tires, keep going. But cup car... What do you normally say? Hold the brake. Hold the brake. Yeah. Now it's floor it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's try not to slide them. Try not to lock them up because you can't get flats. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I, my point being on that wreck is just th- there should not be a react. Like there should not be a wait to see how Haley's reaction goes. When somebody hits the wall that hard, 
throw the yellow flag. Like, I understand Justin probably, can, you know, he did continue on, but he could have easily been knocked out. Yeah, and like out of control. You why are know. we waiting to he see could, what he does? It could have been that he hit so hard he didn't have brakes to be able to stop. There, there's a lot of scenarios that could have played out there. I respect the fact that we want to finish under green. I think where my biggest apprehension as his spotter in this particular scenario is, I asked him, was he okay? And he did not answer. So if I don't have a verbal from him that he's okay, yeah. I don't know if he's okay. I was just thinking. If and again, it's weird because I'm like, once I saw him hit, I'm like, you know, here's what's going on. Don't stop rolling. Are you okay? But I'm encouraging him to finish more than I, before I ask him if he's okay because of this situation that we're in, right? So yeah. it, it's tricky. Something that we've never never dealt with. But going back to these tires and these wheels, what's happening is when these guys – get a flat, the wheel is spinning inside of the tire, so they don't have traction, and the cars are so low, they are literally stuck like they're in mud. Beached. We'll talk about this. Mud. Uh, Brett, Brett, if you will. Brett didn't read the sheet again. Now that we are two races in, I want to know a little bit more about the inspection process, especially, you know, knowing Kurt struggled well, a little bit. Well, it's because we're down there in inspection all the time. We can tell you all about it. <laughs> what? You well, talk to your team. I mean, not really. I don't know what happened. I don't, I don't have any idea why Kurt failed. Uh, no, uh, that's a lie. I went in Friday. They set yeah. up a suite. <laughs> I mean, the garage area. I I walked through the garage, but I didn't go through there. You know. I, well, I went in there Saturday and I helped my guys push through tech. Oh, did? wait a minute. No, I'm what did kidding. they say? Yeah, uh, I, I, I honestly, what happened with Kurt? What happened? I don't know. I have no idea. I know they failed multiple times, three times, I guess. Yeah, um, passed in the fourth. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. You know, like the, so I saw somebody tweet. I forget who it was now, but it was like you know they just. You're trying to get every ounce of speed you can at a place, especially like California, where, you know, a tenth of a second is going to show up two times versus anywhere else. Um, you know, and I think they just pushed their tolerances too far. We, you ask Julian what happened. I don't know. We got you. Uh, well, call he's Julian, going to every race call, now. Call Julian, ask him what he did. Uh, your brother-in-law. Um, but, yeah, I don't I don't know. I And everybody, there's a lot of guys. Both of our cars had problems. Bubba, we had to uh, – we we went failed twice. I think we lost our, our engineer. Um, so there was a lot of cars and I think it's just pushing the limits, trying to, and you got to remember, this is only the second time these guys have gone through tech with this car, I guess third, maybe with the Coliseum, but you know, they, they're trying to figure out, you know, how far they can push it. And then how far each adjustment, you know, when they're trying to come back, do they go back far enough? No. Okay. Go back through again. So, You'll you know, see more just, of it. Yeah, there's just, you know, until they find the limits, it'll be mm-hmm. it'll probably take a, a, good, think, a good while. Brett, you were talking about last year them needing to be more strict in, on the rules and breaking rules, failing inspection. Now that they've implemented changes, what do you think since considering two cars have already had to take path, pass through at the start? I mean, the problem is with these teams, their, their challenge is they fail. And then when they fix that problem, it puts them off in another area. So it's a very tricky slope, slick slope for those guys to, to operate on. Like in our situation, we weren't allowed to qualify or we chose not to qualify because we had already gone through tech. It's an impound race and we had to change the rear end gear cooler. And because of that, we made um, unapproved adjustments and we were, we were going to forfeit, uh, forfeit our starting spot. But how the hell can I not do that? And, and Kyle Bush is allowed to completely change a transaxle and, and keep his starting spot. So, Man, I don't know. Some of this stuff, to, to Freddie's point, is we're, we're going to have to find consistency or we're going to alienate a lot of people. Did Kyle keep his spot? I thought he went to the back. No, he got to keep it. That's what NASCAR said. That's about the only thing that went good for him that day. We had the, Toyotas as a whole yesterday. I don't know if any of you guys had troubles. We overheated 
all day long. Like, I don't know what the number is, but we have we have max, and then we have absolute max on the temperatures, and we were we were above our absolute max a lot. And you see, I'm sure everybody watching the race probably saw the Toyotas around pit road. Like we were trying to blow out the you know the radiator in there and and just try to get any kind of air we could in there because and it's it's so you know you you do this for so long that you know certain things you get accustomed to like we're running hot we're running hot so we come down pit road and booty's like okay just keep it cool and then i'm like well pull some tape and i'm thinking to myself i'm like oh yeah there's probably no tape like we're yeah. wide open like yeah. that's all oh, yeah. you know the tape's not a thing <laughs> anymore. Tape, tape doesn't exist any longer so it's like you know how do you do it you know what do you do so that'll be something they got to work on going forward but uh yeah going back to xfinity race how about bobby dotter with a win I mean, yeah. you could say, listen, you could say whatever the hell you want about Stuart Haas car or Stuart Haas this. That's Bobby Dodder made the choice to align himself with Stuart Haas. And guess what? It got him his number, some of his partners in victory lane yeah. on Saturday. Yeah. I was happy for that. Um, you think Riley Herbst ever gets up on Sunday morning after he has a teammate come in and dominate like that and reevaluate maybe where he needs to be better? Because when Chase Briscoe shows up and runs a second Stuart Haas car, and what Freddie's saying is that 07 was a Stuart Haas racing car with Stuart Haas racing employees with a Stuart Haas racing driver. Bobby Dodder's name was on the sheet of paper as the owner. Um, but I think if I'm Riley Herbst, I really look at myself hard in the mirror and go, what do I got to do to get better? Because they come in with a second car. And I mean, the thing is, the, the car that Herbst got into is the champion's car from the year before. Briscoe won the championship. And that car, I don't know if he won the championship, won all the races. He won like 10-plus races, right? So um, didn't win the championship. But like you, man, that's, that's a lot of pressure. And I've been in those scenarios with guys I spot for, guys I manage. Like, it's, it's, it's tough to sleep at night. I mean, Bubba's getting ready to experience it. If Kurt gets hot, Bubba's going to be miserable. If Bubba gets hot, Kurt's going to be miserable. It's just the way it is when you're in those teammate situations. How about old T-Bane? Comes back, fin- he's finished second. I didn't watch the, obviously, I didn't watch the end of the race. He was up there. I know he's top five. He was up there, and, and the very last choose, uh, he did not choose the front row. He he um, he he picked the outside behind the leader. He was running second, picked outside behind the leader, and he gave the bottom to the guy on fresh tires. I, I, so I wasn't watching. I still haven't gone back and watched it. How did Anthony Alfredo lose, lose this race on fresh tires? Like I know they had a red flag where they sat and and, and probably evened out some of the the advantage, hey, but new, I mean, but he still had fresher he's tires. He's still going to be faster. <laughs> yeah, there's still more tire there. I, I mean, mean, especially I, I heard he was underneath. I'm going to tell you how he lost it. The same way you lost Atlanta last year on fresh tires. I, Got I your, your a driver out drove another driver. Yeah, like that's, getting, that's what happened. Just, I was getting there. You just you know, that's your shot. Like, if you're Anthony Alfredo, that's your yeah. shot to get in the playoffs, probably. That's that, your only shot to probably sh- ever win an Xfinity race. Yeah. Just to get in the playoffs. It lined up perfectly for him to – all them cautions, he got two or three every restart, and it was working out perfectly. Yep, yep. Then you get the front row. Yep. I mean, drive it in there until you clear the guy. Back him just up. Just swap lanes with him. Just get in there, get clear, and swap lanes. Even if you that's even what if I'm gets saying. back underneath you, just swap lanes. I don't care where he lifts. You go two car lanes deeper, that's, you clear him. Absolutely. I, I didn't understand Trevor's choice there, and I didn't understand how Anthony Alfredo couldn't win the race from the front row with fresher tires at California. Yeah. But it was exciting, man. I mean, I give – I hate to say this because it's going to make some people mad. I still think the actual race itself – was better in Xfinity than it was in Cup. Now, Cup was a good race. I'm not saying it wasn't a good race, but I still think overall the Xfinity Series race for me was was a better race. Till 20 to go. All right. Well, first, let's hear a little bit more about our presenting sponsor, OfferPad. 
Yo, what's up? BBC fans, our awesome, different presenting sponsor, OfferPad, is back for a fourth season supporting our show. And we need you to show them some love. So when you are in the market to buy or sell a home, you know where to go. OfferPad.com. Maybe it's your family or your friends looking to buy or sell a home. You need to tell them about OfferPad so they can enjoy real estate the way it should be. Man, it's so simple to get the process started. Visit OfferPad.com. Tell them about your home by answering a few questions and request your cash offer. Brett, it only takes five minutes to do that. I've done it. Then within 24 hours, OfferPad will send you a cash offer on your home and other options to choose from. Whether you take that cash offer or list your home with OfferPad, you're in control. OfferPad is expanding its footprint across the United States. We just finished racing in SoCal, and OfferPad has markets in Riverside and San Bernardino. And now we're heading to race in Viva Las Vegas, where OfferPad also has a market. If you want to live close to all the action at Las Vegas Motor Speedway and on the Strip, then use OfferPad to move right there. It's time for you to get your move on and buy or sell your home with our presenting sponsor, OfferPad. When you ask where you heard about OfferPad, please select the NASCAR option so they know we sent you. Spot on, spot off. It goes like this. Spot on means you agree. I'm spot on. Are you joking me? He's lost his mind. Oh, and by the way, no one ever seems to agree. And then spot off means you disagree. Spot off. Uh, here we f-ing go. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But if you're TJ, um, uh, uh, there's only one correct answer. I don't know. It's time for Spot On, Spot Off. Spot On, Spot Off. After 10 cup cars were involved in practice and qualifying accidents and multiple Xfinity Series wrecks, Denny Hamlin tweeted and then deleted this. Jason? So he tweeted this in response to Jeff Gluck's tweet, which was a quote tweet of Regan Smith going down a slide during the red flag during the uh, Xfinity Series race broadcast. Denny tweeted, you know, if you want to be taken seriously as a sport, today wasn't part of the highlight reel. Let's try again tomorrow. And then he deleted that probably like 30 minutes later. Regan went down that slide faster than 25 shots of freaking lemon drops he ordered for Doug's win on Monday. What do you mean? Of course. I. What do you think I think? Denny's great. I don't know why he ever deleted it. Um, yeah, I know. You know, we took a lot of momentum out of out of the Coliseum, took a lot of momentum out of Daytona. And then Saturday, let's be honest, was was kind of a, a black eye. Like we've got guys spinning out in qualifying, spinning out in practice. Uh, the the end of the Xfinity race was a nightmare. And listen, it goes back to what we talked about earlier with these cars. If these guys spin out and can just drive off, okay, that's fine. But it's not. You know, right now, a, a single car spin takes the same amount of time to clean up as a as a three car accident. You know, <laughs> like so that that's that's not acceptable. That's what we got to fix. Um, but you know, it's, you know, obviously it wasn't a good day. That's why I, I think Danny probably realized that maybe it wasn't the right time to attack, but, but yeah, somebody maybe just, which he doesn't usually ever delete anything. It's, it's uncommon for him. He's usually pretty off the cuff, but yeah, that was Saturday was not the ideal day. I think we saved a little bit on Sunday, but you know, Saturday was just not a great day for a sport. I will say though, that practice with the new car, and we had probably 30 to 40 mile per hour wind gusts as well in a bad I was dying in a bad spot of the racetrack too so that that and I'm not saying that caused all the wrecks but it definitely made it definitely made it challenging we we accomplished what we wanted to what, what everybody has asked for is what we wanted the cars are harder to drive these guys are on edge you know this is what we wanted 
now, at the same time, we cannot take 10 minutes to clean up a spin. You and, know, like, yeah, we, that's if, the thing. Like, <laughs> we want them to spin out, but we, now, it, now it's just taking too long. Would we spend 40 extra minutes at least getting cars with just flat tires off the track? That first, that first 15 minute practice session took almost, you know, almost double that. I think it was over double that, you know, because they had, there was multiple spins and they had to yeah. keep stopping the clock. Qualifying, I didn't, I mean, those guys, they know where the issue was. We knew where it was. Where'd Austin, the pole sitter, where'd he run? Right on the white line. He didn't chance it. And we got these other guys knowing that if you make it through there, you're going to have a shot at the pole. Well, <laughs> they didn't make it. But like I said, I mean, if they could just drive back around or whatever, they spin out, they're done. Like Almarola might have had the best one of the day where he spun out and just turned right down pit road. <laughs> so I just wish he pitted then. For my I wish I looked like, uh, <laughs> looked like uh, all star qualifying. <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah. it looked like. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't understand what the the black eye is, other than the fact that the Xfinity, end, end of the Xfinity race was a disaster. Like, I mean, we knew going in, if this car stalled, it was going to be stuck. I don't think any of us were surprised by that. We saw that. Denny Hamlin's a car owner. Should he be surprised by that? Denny Hamlin's a driver. Should he be surprised by that? I mean, every, the test that you guys did last year, I was getting texts saying, "Boy, these these things. Once you get them, once you wreck them, you can't move them." You, we, we, saw don't, Daytona. We, we don't know how to tow them. We don't know how to get them back without tearing them up, right? Logano so lost three laps on the th- front stretch. This shouldn't be a surprise. I, it also shouldn't be the black eye on the sport. I don't think there's a black eye at all. I think when you have Kevin Harvick, his first lap on the racetrack, wrecking at Fontana, that's a really good sign that this car is doing exactly what we want to do, is just put it back in the driver's hands. I don't know how it's going to be at Vegas, but at California, these cars didn't like to hit those seams. If you hit it with the right front, it felt like your right front rolled over. If you hit it with the right rear, you got loose. So it'll be very interesting to see because Vegas is a really hard racetrack. Getting into three there, edge. getting into three there is tough, man. I mean, there's a lot of guys loose into three all the time in Vegas. So I'm curious to see how this thing races. But I'm I'm spot off for the tweet. Like, is, is are you saying that Regan Smith shouldn't have went down the sliding board? Yeah, I, mean, I didn't understand he, the tweet he's, either. He's probably trying to fill time. He's doing whatever Fox tells him to do. Fox's approach is different than NBC. They've got some goofy stuff they like to go and have lighthearted fun with, and it just kind of is what it is. And, I mean, I saw a lot of people tweeting me yesterday about the coverage. Don't tweet me. I'm not on TV. Tweet NASCAR on Fox. Tell them what your thoughts are because I'm not watching the race on television this year. Just let Coleman know. Yeah, just uh, well, let Coleman Presley know. But, man, I'm, I'm, I'm spot on for watching four guys wreck in the first 15 minutes of green flag practice. The, That's exciting. Where the like I've said before, where the black eye I think comes from is you got people tuning in to watch this. Are you asking for one? And you get the it. guy spins out, and now we sit there for ten minutes because yeah, nobody knows how to look him up. That wasn't a surprise. It's, I'm not saying it's a surprise. I'm saying it's, it's a black eye. Then That's a bad that, look. All right. Well, now we're going into it. the second topic. I like that there's an edge that these guys are finally hitting. I'm hundred percent behind that. But when we spin out, it can't take the same amount of time to clear the spin that you are. Hey, Harvick spun you, out. You shut up now. Can't take the same amount of time when Chastain blows the wall down. Hey, you know what I mean? Like. It, All right, well, this, this it covers can and our... It will, because we know that. we got to communicate that. Save it for the next one. Spot on, spot off. Christopher Bell spun, flat spotted his tires, needed a toe back to the pits, and lost six laps, ultimately going to the garage. Brett, clearly you have an opinion. we should just let Casey go on first on this one. Um, yeah, how's that uh, crush with Christopher going? You guys still romancing the stone over there? <laughs> I personally think that Christopher Bell had a rough weekend. I mean, he wrecked... A lot of times. He wrecked coming to pit road at the end of happy hour. I was like, holy cow, this guy can't even – he can't even not wreck, and he's not even at speed. (laughs) 
because we were pitting. You know, the yellow had come out to end practice, yeah. and I'm like, all right, Justin, bring it to a wreck it behind you. Don't, hurry up. Don't <laughs> let him in because you don't know if they're going to speed up wreck it or not, right? Yeah. So um, I think he had a rough go. But, I mean, look, we could beat this thing to death today because all my Twitter said is how do we fix this? If we cannot get an inner liner in this tire, and what I'm told is we cannot get an inner liner in this tire, but if we cannot get an inner liner in this tire – I don't know how you're going to fix this without raising the cars up off the ground. Um, it, I mean, it is what it is until NASCAR comes out publicly and acknowledges the problem and tells us they have a plan and executes the plan. We're wasting our breath. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm kind of spot off on the deal. Cause we kind of, you kind of go back to the same thing, you know, and you get towed. We had to get towed. We, we just, we spun. We, well, we got wrecked. Didn't really have any other contact. We should have been able to drive that thing right back to the garage. And I just hate the penalty is so severe right now for like it was three laps at Fontana. It's three laps at three Fontana. Three laps at Fontana. That's 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 ten, 10. minutes. Your race is how many laps you gonna lose a Bristol in ten yeah. minutes? I'm I'm I love the harder to harder to drive car that aspect of it. I love seeing these guys have to wheel the thing. But man, like. What now? Now, if you make a mistake, the penalty is, and it's even riskier because I mean, you used to get a flat tire, right? And it would be, don't drive it, stop, stop, stop. Let them tell you back so we don't f- the car up. Now it's like, by all means, please drive, drive it, it because if you let them tow it, it's gonna get worse. Like they wrecked your car on Saturday. Was it Saturday right. or Sunday? Both. Both. Um, <laughs> no, I wrecked your car on Sunday. Yeah. Somebody else got it on yeah. Saturday. Um, but you know, like the tow truck is doing more damage to these cars than, than yeah. the spins or Did the wall contact. Did you see Brad standing in front of the? Yeah, I saw him say, "No, you're not towing it." You know, this package would definitely not fit Jimmy Johnson back in the day because he used to spin out and go to the to- back and drive <laughs> right back to the front. Yes, you know, it's just like like you said, like the penalty doesn't fit the crime. Where if you lose it, like Bell lost it off a of four, you get two yeah. flat tires, your race is over. Yeah. Like essentially, your race is over. You're now three laps but down. How many months have they known this? Yeah, I don't understand. So if they've known, if I've known this for four months, how many months have they known this? We've, oh, you haven't did a test but we we went to the test every test somebody spun out everything stopped we had to bring tires out to the car yeah. like you should have known then well, this is we can't do this during a race so what the hell are we gonna do like i don't i don't know where where the disconnect came from but you know we saw this at every test the charlotte test guys were wrecking all every time they did a simulated race somebody spun out in 10 laps it was normally tyler reddick but somebody spun out in 10 <laughs> laps and everything had to stop nobody ever drove back it was stop Take your crew out there. Crew's got to change the tires. Then he can drive back. At some point, nobody said, wait a minute. We, this is not going to work if this happens during a race. Like, the crew can't go out there and change the tires. Now, is the answer put tires on the tow truck and let them change them? I don't know. But you cannot. That's not fair. No. I'm just saying, no, for what everybody. What if they change yours faster than mine? What if there's four of us sitting there? Who are they going to pick first? I, I'm not saying points? it's fair, let me ask I'm you just this. saying they got to do something. Let me ask you this. I mean, I don't know if you change. You know, you do your deal. Tow it in however you get there. But. Do you give the guy, I mean, do you let him, do you give his last pack or something? I mean, what do you do if no. you get towed? I mean, you can't give his last, back. Give his last pack. There's, I, I don't mean, know what the solution is. You know, like Brett said, the only solution is trying to raise the cars off the ground or try to get nothing wrong, liner. But there's nothing wrong with that either. No. Have I mean, you that, heard? I think there's. <laughs> fine with them off the ground. I think there's been a few conversations with NASCAR about it. Have you guys heard of any potential solutions? We don't get included in those conversations. sure whatever the potential solution is, we'll <laughs> about that when it comes to. I'm sure. But, you know, it's just, you know, that just reminded me of when you, uh, everyone else said Tyler, Reddy's, you know, Tyler, he's the one he can't, he's like, man, I, I'm going to be in trouble with this new car. I'm not, it's on the, yeah, you look like you in real you big struggle. trouble there, little guy. Yeah. Okay? Little fella. Well, his yeah. leg fell asleep during the race. Is that what happened? Yeah, I saw some tweets about, about that. 
He said he was doing too many squats and his calves got bigger. That's what happens to me all the time. <laughs> he has gotten bigger. Like, I'm going to tell you something. He's gotten bigger. Like, um, when I saw him in Daytona versus when he came to the studio with us, like, he, he's Check picked up his, a lot of muscle mass. He yeah. looks like he's lost five years off yeah. his life, too. He, does. he, he looks, looks so young. Moving on, William Byron runs into Tyler Reddick after the eight slowed due to having a flat tire while leading. TJ, spot on, spot off. I mean, uh, spot I don't, not, I'm going to spot on it. I got to reckon another, run another car, but geez, oh man, he's right there. Just lift. I don't know what happened. Like I, I we all saw it. It happened into one, you know, there's a slow car into up high. One. So it's okay. I got one with a flat tire up high. Just crack a little bit, go around the inside of him. It was like, there he is. There, I mean, like, I don't know. I think William just had a bad misjudgment there or something because I know he saw him. There's yeah, there's. There's some kind of miscommunication here. I don't know. I don't know. Like, obviously, this is a spotter podcast, so we're never going to blame the spotter. But that was it. Was twenty it's out seconds? The front windshield, man. It was like, twenty it's out seconds. The front windshield. You see that guy? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what got lost there. You know, but it was it was legit. Almost twenty seconds of when he started to get the flat, ran the top of one and two, till he got hit off of two. So you know what he's saying. What we would be saying is no caution, keep going. So William's probably trying Slow to get a car off. up high. Yeah, got one in the wall. I almost thought Tyler. I thought Tyler turned down, but when they showed the head-on camera there, no, he never moved. He stayed. He did exactly what he was supposed to do. I think William just misjudged it. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure what happened there, but it was that was no good. Well, I walked down to a spot of Brandon Lyons, and I said, "What the f- was that?" I guess we got the answer. And he coming. said, "Well." <laughs> I told him that 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 guy had a flat, so man, I don't know. And and only he said the only thing William said over the radio was, "I'm sorry, guys." So I mean, I guess this one's, I guess it's on William. I mean, and maybe he hit one of those seams and it threw him up into him or something, right? I don't know. But what lap was that on, roughly? Oh, uh, like halfway? Uh, no, it was later than halfway. I yeah. Think. Okay. Yeah, it was, it was definitely in about the final stage. Fifty to go, sixty uh, to go, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Lap one fifty three. Fifty to sixty to go. I can't do math. 47. <laughs> still, 47. That's still yeah, a good hour left of racing. Yeah, that was, th- that was three <laughs> hours on Saturday. All right. The topic we've all been waiting for. Bubba Wallace and Brad Kozlowski make contact, and they both wreck out of turn two with 41 to go. Freddie, spot on, spot off. So I heard the radio. Brad said he thought he chopped him, so I'm going with that. <laughs> TJ? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I did hear Brad say that on the radio. But um, what's the data say? We wrecked him. Uh, we, we you don't need to see it on that. We, it's pretty visibly uh, obvious. We were having issues off of turn two all day long. And uh, we just kind of, that was, it, it honestly was awful because we ran around 30th all race long. And Booty and the guys made unbelievable adjustments all day, like numbers of rounds that I've never heard of in my life going in race cars. And we did it multiple times and finally got it to where Bubba was a little bit comfortable and we had gotten up into the top 15 or so. And then we were in the top 10 right there. And I had just we had just talked about, hey, they're going to continue to wreck up front. Don't don't do anything stupid to put yourself in a bad spot. And then uh, we put ourselves in a bad spot. <laughs> and I don't know. One of two things happened. There was a hole closing up behind Brad and we were we were in the middle and there was you know a two car length hole or somebody coming up top so i was counting that run down and i don't know if we just lost the nose off of two a little bit again or he was maybe trying to get in that hole before it closed up and just misjudged the back of Brad's car a little bit but yeah unfortunately we got into Brad turned him around um 
I mean, just barely touched him too. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's not like he plowed him. He he just he he just yeah. I mean, where I he mean, got to him, it's just you can't hit it that part. I'll of the tell corner. you who ruined our day was. I don't know if they. I guess they didn't get you, but the twenty one. Like we were the the two us the two we all got jacked up there, and then we're sitting there next to you, and here comes the twenty one and just waylaid us. Um, but he probably had nowhere to go. I'm not sure what what was going on behind us there, but. Yeah, I mean, it just sucks because we struggled all day long and then there with 30, 40 to go, whatever it was. We're in the top 10, back in the race, got a good shot at a good finish, and 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 we kind of take it, we cost ourselves a good day. So that sucked. And Br- first thing I went down to TJ, first thing Bubba said, I think they played it on TV, was that he's, you know, my bad. Tell, go, go tell Brad I'm sorry I f***ed up. TJ. I mean, obviously I'm spot off because it sucked. And we had started in the back, made our way up through there, uh, Got a little loose off four. Got some help off of four from a guy that's definitely not going to live for anything. Um, oh, is that Lagana? Oh yeah. Uh-huh. But I mean, I we I don't know how I knew who that was, but yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, it's still we slid up in front of him, and you're trying to get all you can get. I can't. I mean, I'm not. We probably would have stayed in it too. So, uh, yeah, it still sucked. I mean, we'd come from the back twice already like you said we were both probably looking at our car was actually really pretty fast in a long run brad could run some really good times and i feel like we could have got up around the top five and just had a solid finish which is that's a good momentum builder um but yeah definitely sucked i think this is a great opportunity for for bubba to utilize doordash this week if he needs some addresses just go ahead and text me um i'll give him some address i'll send you a box of wheaties <laughs> that's why i said wheaties earlier in the race just, um yeah definitely spot off but i mean can you do your race and like you said bubba you got to get up right there or you might lose two three spots down the back stretch so just looks like you misjudged a little bit and you know sometimes you're the bug sometimes you're the 23 <laughs> I, just, um, I was just getting everybody back for last week. I was getting you back for last week for everybody. Yeah, but last week you're supposed to be pushing and trying stuff <laughs> well, like I, that. I saw the same <laughs> last week, so I just pushed you off of two. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you want to be pissed off. It sucked. I mean, what can you do, though? I mean, you, I can sit there and get mad at you or whoever I want, but it doesn't do any we good. So. Fought. I was kind of hoping you We would. should act like we were going to fight. Just <laughs> wrestle on the ground, throw each other in the I don't really arm wrestle. I don't really want to wrestle you on the ground. And I'll put up 100 bucks to the winner. The hell, man! I'd be teeter tottering across your. T- <laughs> yeah, if you ever got him on the ground, you'd win. <laughs> so here's what I'm spot on about: there was a lot of times in those scenarios, like you guys were in, where it seemed like from eighth to eighteenth that you could get the air on the nose of the car, like Bubba did, and you could stand in the gas and you could get a run on a guy. And 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 before we didn't always see that, right? So there there were a couple times where I was surprised that Justin Haley was able to get inside of guys or outside of guys and vice versa. There's a couple times I got surprised. I was like, Oh, inside. Yeah. Like, I mean, he went from looking one back to inside really quick. Right. Because the guy in front of you could slip up. We had a lot of momentum changes, but just the way that racetrack raced all day was very impressive. And it's, I mean, I said going into the race last week, it's one of my top two favorite surfaces and all the NASCAR and boy, it lived up to it. Yeah. Just as you say that we're like, we saw moves that, Normally, when you have a guy that a little, you know, back a few car lengths, they don't make up the ground they were making up in the middle of the corner. And honestly, I don't think the air is as bad behind cars now. Like before, I felt like you could dirty a guy's air up pretty easily. Yep. Now they're able to stay closer, and I don't feel like the wake is as big. The side ratting is like slow motion. Like you pull a guy's quarter pound back, and you might have a run for turn three or might not. I mean, it's not like what it used to be. Yeah. I thought two guys like you used to get linked up on the front stretch with the old car. See ya. 
Yeah, like four or five of them would go by it. Now yeah. it's like a couple of them might get you. But yeah, one and a half maybe. Yeah, yeah and it wasn't as bad. And, and the guy on the bottom can do what you said earlier. He can just drive it in deeper to make it back up. I, they can hang on each other's insides better than what I remember it being in the past. Like, it, And that's encouraging for this car. Like, You were in dirty air, but it wasn't wasn't terrible yeah. like it like so that's a that's a plus for this car as well i think I, I don't know and i'm not being devil's advocate i don't know though if it's the car or that surface with this particular car i think when I mean, we're going to go to and and jordan bianchi's here today hanging out with us like i looked at those track conditions this weekend and and a driver denny hamlin described him over the radio as treacherous and i agreed with him like it was it was treacherous out there i look at atlanta and i'm like ooh. Brand new surface, wide open all the way around that place. Is that going to be treacherous or is that going to be dangerous, right? So I think we're going to go to Vegas this weekend and get a better look of how this thing is going to race at places that aren't as – because California was rough. I mean, it's rough. It's aged. Each tire is like all the things that you want to see happen are happening there. I I don't know what that means for the future. I don't know if the racetrack's that great or if this package is going to be that great. If this package is going to be that great, buckle up, buttercup. I think every package we've ran at that place, the racing's been good. I mean, at least – you can move around. Like I don't. I love seeing guys sail them off into the into the corner, being right up against the wall. Then I like seeing the guy run in the middle, and then he gets. You know, there's. Yeah, we had guys go all the way to the bottom. I mean, look, we had a three wide race lead on that restart. I thought. I really thought Joey was going to clean three of them out when he dove into three. Well, at and the this end. is when I thought Reddick screwed up. Right, Reddick's got the lead. Eric Jones, shout out to him. He's catching him, and I'm like, wow. So Reddick starts doing the snake deal down the front stretch, trying to break the draft. Mm-hmm. Reddick started using the apron when he was doing it. I saw that. And I'm like, why? Like, we yeah. don't know if it's cleaned off. Oh, it was dirty. You can um, see the dust coming up. We, we don't know what these cars are going to do. If you keep leaving the banking at max speed and going onto a flat surface, like, how are they going to react as a car? Because we already saw him break his car at L.A. with what he was doing, spinning his tires and that and doing the things he was doing, you know, in between restarts. But, but then it wasn't long. That left rear was flat. I'm not saying that's why it was flat, but when he started making that move at that point in the race with that many laps left, 47, as Jason said, I was like, it's kind of early, dude. You've had the best car all day. You won stage one. They put up a stat after he won stage one that the winner in stage one, since we've been doing stage racing at Fontana, he's going on to win the race every time. He didn't this time. Till today. And I didn't pick Tyler to win, so it's not my fault. There you go. How about we settle this next week at the Vegas suite, you and TJ Russell in the suite? How's that sound? Uh, How about we I'll hope. tell you what, is Vegas where they have those big the big balls behind it? Or is that California? That might have been California. You know the big like Easy. plastic Damn balls? balls. <laughs> You're not talking about? Yeah. I, we, we need a couple of those. We can get them for here. We need to get, we need to get a couple of them. And just I can picture Jason missing next week because he is on a roof or something and I'm going to try and kill Jason on Saturday. Word of advice, do I not, if you have a early man- morning flight, do not just Jason, stay where are you staying? Luxor. You Luxor. Luxor. Do you know what that is? A pyramid. Yeah. Is that the pyramid? They're brand new rooms. The rooms are awesome. You're going to have a great time. Brand, look, dude, definitely look under your mattress. Check your sheets. It's going to be. He has. Sounds like Mike Davis set up for a while. It's a five-star. He probably got your rooms for $39 a night at this hole. Like, what? why in the hell are we staying at the Luxor, Jason? You got to call Mike Davis and get this all figured out. You should have texted me out. I got you a room at the Cosmo or the Resorts World. I mean, he's there for one night. You can't get him a good room. And not to mention, Jason, please do yourself a favor and walk down through the lobby at about 3 or 4 in the morning. I thought uh, that's when Freddie said we're getting back. When you get back at 3 or 4 in the morning, just look around the lobby. (laughs) (laughs) It is. He should wear it. He should wear that hat that Coleman had on. I'll tell you what. In the middle of your deal there, you brought up something. Eric Jones... Holy cow. Like yeah, Eric Jones, Daniel Suarez, 
Uh, even Ricky Stenhouse at times yesterday. Now, coincidence or not, three Chevrolets that also happened to dominate a lot of the Briscoe, extra last Briscoe year. Briscoe led for a while. Briscoe. Well, we we put an end to Briscoe. Uh, we told Joey <laughs> Campbell <laughs> that he was not allowed to win because me and Doug could not drink like that again this week. So we that next restart, I saw he had right side damage. So we took care of that. But, yeah, Jones was – I mean, he was strong all day. It wasn't like a fluke. He qualified second. He ran yeah. top five. seemed like all race. I figure that teams spent about $30,000 each on tires this past weekend because we had we were laying 12 sets to we start spent the race. way more than that because i think we had to buy some wheels too <laughs> yeah so so let's just say we spent thirty thousand dollars right i think goodyear's making enough money they should be able to figure out the problem i think uh well if you'd have made a trip through the garage on friday you just saw uh it, it was interesting seeing doug and and uh josh and <laughs> they're, they're working getting their hands dirty so I mean, if we just say that a set of tires is twenty five hundred bucks, which that's close, we we as NASCAR teams gave Goodyear one point three million dollars this week, just this week. That was nice of us. That was very nice of us to consider we got a tire that won't roll after it's flat. Anyway, and you got to buy tires that won't roll after it's flat. Six teams had to buy all new wheels for there. Or- you know, by the way, the only place we can buy the tire <laughs> is from Goodyear. You want to bring back Hoosier? I mean, I don't know. Y'all are about how long we're, tires, cars are going to sit there. So somebody's got to fix the tire problem. That's well, we a tire Somebody's problem. got to. So are we going to, I mean, we can also mention that we're able to adjust the wheels now, like the set for the concerns that we were having in Daytona. Everyone, that's what, they, they opened the garage early on Saturday or left some more time to prep the wheels, like which was what teams were doing in Daytona just to make it. Which, if we could have done that in Daytona, my tire wouldn't have fell off. Yeah, that's where we're, I was like, there's a topic about penalties later. Yeah, we well, can just talk about it now. But the Goodyear like, thing, though, like, honest goodness, guess when Goodyear makes more money? When a caution comes out. So, do they want to fix this problem or not? <laughs> I just like going back to what TJ was talking about, you know. <laughs> so, Penske and, and RFK adjust their wheels last week. NASCAR confiscates the tires and then realizes, Freddie. Oh, Watch, do you listen to the- I just said I listened to the show, and we're going to talk about it later. Were you listening? Yes, I was, but you don't have to keep going. <laughs> we can talk about it right now. It doesn't matter. When we Every talk time about a caution it. comes out, Goodyear makes $100,000 in sales. <laughs> I'd hack the caution button. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just making numbers. Oh, just, yeah. y'all, y'all draw your own conclusions. And I, yeah, I, yeah, I, mean, we'll I think Goodyear built a, a great tire. I mean, I, I thought that tire there the was good. awesome. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was very well. So just doesn't stay on. Yeah, well, that's not. You know, it's not their fault. Yeah. Spot on, spot off. Chase Elliott. Oh, sorry. There Are you reading the sheet, Casey? Yes, I am. Spot on, spot off. Contact between Kyle Larson and Chase Elliott puts the nine into the wall while they battle for the lead. Chase then says. It's, ba- it's about to get vulgar. It f-ing broke again. Piece of mother. God damn it. And then he followed up with what the f- is he doing, man? It wasn't even close. Talking about his teammate Kyle Larson. What, what was he saying broke? What was the context of something that, uh, broke? This thing, same thing that broke earlier. The steering, whatever that steering deal is. Some definitely broke later when he spun out on purpose with all four tires up. Don't worry out. about it. That's not the next topic. Oh, you're crazy. You have lost uh, yeah, your I'm mind. Just, okay. If, if you, you think if you he watched the video, purpose. yeah, I also watched the steering traces and too, and it was it like you. I'm telling you, like I thought the same thing that y'all thought until I looked at that. Did, well, so what did the steering trace say? Because his hand was at twelve o'clock. It was. Off the charts, up and down, like for like ridiculous. Oh, I bet it was. No, it wasn't like him, <laughs> but it wasn't like him correcting it. 
It was we're like, going to Vegas. It was like I would bet a house payment on he did that on purpose. Judging by what he tweeted or what, what, what he said on the radio, he did that on purpose. Hey, I, I, I don't mean, care who's leading was what he said. There's only one person that knows the answer to this. Truly. We're, we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Well, Talk about the wreck. That, Talk about the wreck. That's also why what wreck TJ can't, can't, oh. I mean, TV can't go there because TV, TV probably has an opinion on whether or not he's spying on purpose. Talk about the wreck. The wreck's first. How did it all start? His spotter. That's how it started. I mean, that's what Tyler said on Twitter. But I, here's what I don't understand. Kyle Larson raced his whole life without a spotter. Kyle Larson races now probably 30 times a year without a spotter. And this is now two weeks in a row that he's thrown his spotter under the bus. Um, you know, obviously Daytona, he can't see. So, you know, that's that's acceptable. But I don't know. You you get so obviously concerned with chasing the, the car tw- out yet, Freddie. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, you get so concerned with chasing the 22 down that you yeah. lose track of the nine coming with a run. Now, the spotter, yes, should help you. And, and judging by what Tyler said on, on Twitter – which you never, ever, 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 ever do is, you know, <laughs> put the blame on yourself on a, on, a, on a public platform like that. But, you know, if it, Kyle can see him coming just as easy as, as Tyler can, and you just, just get so worried about stalling out the 22 that you missed a block on the nine and, and, and run your teammate in the fence. But the thing that really bothers me is, you know, just getting out there two weeks in a row now and essentially blaming your spotter on TV or in interviews. And, and I don't care – Listen, I've got to do something really, really, really dumb for Bubba to get on TV and say, "Yeah, Freddie, Freddie f- that up. Freddie missed yeah, that." Yeah, you, you can't. You can't compare the two. I because because I'm just Ky- saying, Kyle Larson and Tyler Mond don't go way back. No, They're but not I'm boys. Just, that I'm, wasn't even his first pick to be a spotter when he got to Hendrick Motorsports. It was his second pick. So, like, I, I totally understand what you're saying. Here, here's the thing. There's been three pick, mistakes really. by Kyle Larson already this year. Number one, he wrecked Justin Haley at the LA Coliseum when Justin Haley was not to blame for the contact. Um, his spotter could have said, hey, Kyle, he got into you hot there, man. Easy. He got pushed. There was obviously no information given. We got wrecked. You're talking about the championship winning spotter, by the way. Get to the Daytona 500. He goes in there and plows the car in front of him because he doesn't know the scenario. That's on the spotter. I said it on podcast this week. Now, here you are week three. You're having your third problem, and your spotter is the problem again. I'm telling you right now, three strikes, better be careful. I wouldn't. I, I don't think you'll see this guy stick around for a four strike. He better clean it up, especially if he's going to go in a public platform and go, hey, I screwed that up. And Kyle Larson's going on TV going, hey, I screwed that up. I, I like Tyler Mine. I like Kyle Larson. I, I, I have no dog in this fight, but I've been around this game long enough to tell you, when you got a problem, these guys will fix it real quick. And I will say now, I mean, last year, a lot of them wins were by big margins. I mean, fairly, not very challenging, you know, and I don't think there was a lot of high pressure situations that they were in where they had to defend and do things like that. And that's why I, that's why I made that comment being in the year because, but then them cars were just so fast. They were dominating races. And, you know, obviously Kyle, you put a guy like him in there, he could go, and probably know a McLaren Formula One car and probably run top five in the race. So, you know, it, it, it's going to be tough at times. I mean, so. veteran spotters are still going to mess up. I messed up on Saturday. I, I literally said coming to a, a restart, we were on the bottom. I was like, Daniel, I need. I think you need to be thinking, squirt the middle, getting into one here on this restart. We had huge momentum behind Trevor Bain, and we pulled down. 
and pushed Trevor Bain instead of taking the momentum to the middle. And I froze because I was like, oh, because I wasn't what I was anticipating. So I'm not saying a veteran guy is not going to make these same mistakes. I'm just telling you, you got a driver making a lot of money, saying a guy that's not making a lot of money on TV is screwing up, and that ain't going to keep going over well with owners and sponsors and all the things. Been here, done that, seen it happen. I mean, I'd say, like, we talk about, dri- you know, drivers, talk about Haley last week sticking up for himself, you know, after the, the Coliseum deal. Sometimes it's a spotter you got to take up for yourself, too, because I promise you the last guy that went on TV and said I screwed up was looking for a spotter come Monday morning. You know, I just, oh, you know, that was, you know, sorry, my bad. I'm like, no, there's, your bad doesn't matter. Like, I'm not spotting for you any longer because you took it upon yourself to go on national television and use my name and everything. Like, stick up for yourself. Like, you know, don't tweet out that, oh, yeah, it was my fault. Like, me and Bubba, I promise you, do not agree Half the time, but you'll never see us do that on a public forum. It's in a meeting or on a phone call. Yeah, text, you, you know, just, like, yeah. just get it off TV. That's that's the only thing about it that bothers me. I don't think it's. I didn't. I didn't hear what Kyle said. Did he blame? He said did say something about it. Uh, um, essentially, there was a tweet I saw that was essentially, you know, he, like Kyle said something about it. Yeah, I mean, look, man, we've all made mistakes, I and mean, even the drivers make mistakes. Kyle too, said so. I didn't know he was there. Yeah, so you tell me who he's blaming. <laughs> Who's he blaming? Probably the engineer. I don't know. <laughs> Definitely not the engineer. <laughs> hey, I think uh, one thing we're forgetting here, though, is the the nine, how far he was laps down there. And he came from two or three laps down to get back in that position. Too, there was so. a lot of guys yesterday. The 16 was – I asked Jordan earlier. Jordan said six laps down to come back and finish in the top ten, uh, product of all the cautions, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's incredible. Kyle Busch was rolling around. I feel like he was three laps down all day. He came back, finished inside the top 15. So this is possible, though, because we have so – you want tires. You know, you run 10 laps, you're coming yeah. to get tires. When we go to these tracks where the tires don't wear out, this that's isn't, not gonna this happen, isn't possible. Chase Elliott's spin brings out the final caution after Chase said it's probably going to break again before the end of the race, but I really don't give a who is leading. That's Spot on purpose. <laughs> Ready. Spot on, spot off. Spot on. I mean, great. I thought it was great. You know, nothing better than two teammates fighting with each other. Um, I think the gloves tell the story. He watched the video. He's got his hand at 12 o'clock, <laughs> jacked off the corner. Um, you know, so I don't know. There's no doubt in my mind that I think this is intentional, just based off those comments where he says he puts in there, I don't give a shit leading. So you, you know what's going to happen. We just had a scenario with Chase Elliott and Kevin Harvick at Bristol. Very similar situation. We have a champion that is literally changing the outcome of races with his decisions, and this has to stop. What What? What if – This so, has to stop. First of all, we have all this SMT data. TJ says he can go back and look at it and, and look at, you know, whatever. However, anything you do differently like that, there's ways to tell that people do this on purpose. Now, Chase Elliott, what if this turned into the Xfinity race? He, he spins himself out with four to go. And now, I mean, colleague probably lost a race car yesterday because Chase Elliott was mad at Kyle Larson and spun out off of turn two and brought out a green-white checker restart. Now, what if that turned into the freaking 40-minute fiasco we had the day before where we wiped out 10, 15 cars on a, in a, during a car shortage because Chase Elliott threw a temper tantrum and spun out off of turn two to piss, you know, try and cost his teammate the win? You know, that, that like Brett said, there's these guys spinning intentionally – has to stop. There has to be a way to police this. We saw it a couple times last year where guys brought out yellows and they penalized them. But, you know, obviously it's Chase, so it might be a little different. But you've got to find a way to stop this. Listen, I, you know I would love, and I'm 
I agreed with you until I looked, and I'm maybe he did do it still, but looking at it, maybe he just is better at it than some people. Maybe he's really good at it, but if he he's super good at doing it, then because I I don't I don't think he did it intentionally. I mean, I just so don't. What, what broke? What broke is my question. The, whatever that steering deal is, their steering okay. like whatever that thing so is. So then it just fixed itself. No, he can't drive it back. I mean, maybe it wasn't at speed. I mean, I'm just telling no, you. It probably only it probably only breaks when it's going fast. When it's going slow, it probably works fine. When I looked at I ain't it, buying that. I looked at it. It looked way out of place. Like it wasn't like a. It I'll, was, t- it was I'll like, tell you. No matter what, what you don't do is admit to it. So don't no, Bubba, Bubba proves you don't admit you're acting. <laughs> don't purpose. ever do that. So, yeah. So I was actually listening to Greg Ives on Sirius this morning, driving here, and he was talking about how they'll. Wait, handle, you were actually working away from here. I I Did was it, actually. Wow. And they were. He was. The question was how, like, what happens in the competition meeting? Do how do they address the situation between two teammates? What do you guys think will happen or is happening right now? Same thing that's going to happen here. We're going to stop recording. I'm a punch ready in the face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would think that. Yeah, I mean, you would hope they just talk it out and get it. You know, air, like just be honest, air it out. You know, and be done with it. You know, if you let it carry on, let it fester, it's only going to snowball into something worse. So just. Yeah. Air it out. I stuffed you in the fence. I tried to cost you to win. We're done. Like, I made a mistake, man. How's he got to do is admit it. Like, I didn't mean to do that. I'm sorry. I mean, I, honestly, the best thing you can do at that point is put it behind you and move on. This has been going on for <laughs> as long as the sport's been around, people. And it's even happened with teammates before. I've seen a teammate wreck on purpose with another teammate leading. And it's just Ooh. going on forever. But they were. But but let me tell you something. It wasn't from an incident in the same race. Like the guy at least waited a month or so before he did that. Um, yeah. I just come on. Like Chase Elliott, be better. You're you're a champion. You're you're the most popular driver in the garage. You're making more money than anybody down there. You have the most sponsors. You're at one of the best super teams. Just just be better. Plans to transform Auto Club Speedway into a short track are on hold. Spot on, spot off. TJ. Just keep them there. Keep them on hold. Keep, put them away. That's a, it's a great racetrack, man. I mean, it, and I, I thought the turnout yesterday was pretty good. I, I thought there was a lot of people there. The concerts were good. The, the atmosphere was good, I thought. I think, uh, I think the racing is good. I, I don't. I like that track, man. It's tricky. The drivers have to – they're wheeling it, man. I like to watch them guys make moves and, and like what Denny said, it was treacherous, right? Like, And I like that. That's what I want. I don't want this mile and a half big track where you're wide open almost and you turn around all these different lanes. I want – man, I'm worried about this seam. I'm worried about running the bottom. There's a bump down here. Keep it. I'm spot off because this property is massive. Why can't That's we huge. have a two-mile track and a short track? at the same spot and be able to maybe go out there twice a year or hit a double header or whatever. Right. So um, if, if there's a chance this is still going to happen, why don't we go ahead and make the short track inside of the big track so we don't have to worry about it later. But obviously this involves a big real estate money deal. And I think um, they're waiting to see what, what happens with the surrounding area of the track to figure out what's next. So obviously it's a real estate issue at this point. And I mean, it's, it's said it before. One of the best surfaces in NASCAR. Yeah, you talk about we talked about last week, Montana, Homestead, Darlington, top three in the, in the, in the sport. Um, you know, it's just you know, you'd be foolish to watch that race and think we have to refigure that place, um, reconfigure that place. 
you know, great crowd, like you said. Great. That's two now, what, twice in a month that we were out there in that market and had amazing crowds. We saw a lot of people skeptical about why the hell are we going to the Coliseum? That, you know, that's not NASCAR yeah. area. Great. That's, that's great two event. great crowds now out in that market. So kudos to them. Um, I was worried that the resin was going to affect the racetrack poorly, but it, it, I really didn't even notice it. You know, I didn't see it. I don't difference. know who applied the resin in turn one and two, but I think he went out drinking with me and Brett the night before. We experienced was... all four seasons on Saturday. I had my shirt off, <laughs> then I had my tank top on, then I had my hoodie on, then I actually had to put a jacket on, all in about an hour time span. Yeah. I'm glad guy, I didn't see you. My it, face was bright red as a fire truck at the end of the day from the yeah. wind. I mean, it was straight in our face all day. Uh, but no, it was, man, I, you know, the thing is, as far as places that we go and roofs that we stand on, that's as pretty a landscape as you'll go anywhere. You got mountains with snow on top. You know, it, it's, it's beautiful. NASCAR penalizes college racing and the money team for wheels falling off at Daytona, but not Team Penske and Roush Fenway Keselowski for wheel modifications. Spot on, spot off, Brett. Obviously, I'm, I'm spot off on this. Um, I don't understand how you can mod- – we, all we were told is you cannot touch anything. If you touch anything, we've got these massive fines and penalties, and then these guys go out and, and, and make these adjustments. Had we made those same adjustments, we wouldn't have had the issue that we had. Our wheel actually wasn't loose, and, and I'm not going to go into that because I don't know if Chris Rice where he's at in his appeal process or what he's doing. But uh, the information that we have – it was a freak deal that happened, and hopefully there's some consideration there on NASCAR's part. But this is, uh, yeah, I don't. This is not. This is not the last loose wheel we're going to see this year. No, and essentially, like you said, if you had done what Penske did at Daytona, you're pr- you're probably not in this situation. And you know, it's it's funny that NASCAR obviously acknowledges that it was a problem because they said that's legal now. And oh, by the way. We recommend the rest of you do it because on Saturday I went through, you know, coming to the cup garage, the cup garage closed. At, I don't even know, like one o'clock, one thirty, something like that. At five o'clock, they were still in there drilling out wheels and, and, you know, boring out the center hole there. Yeah. So, you know, obviously they realized that, okay, you're not going to penalize Penske because what they did was probably what everybody needed to do. But now how can you, <laughs> how can you acknowledge that there was a problem and then still penalize teams because they had that problem? So, uh, hopefully the appeals process works out good for for colleague and and old Floyd, but um, I mean yeah. this is hard how this this sounds, but like we didn't have a loose wheel when it left the pit box. It became a loose wheel because of something. Yeah, because of something. Um, else. Yeah, when you go back and look at all the things that we have, the tools that we have, like it, I, don't, I don't know, it sucks. Um, but the money team, I don't know about their wheel. I don't know if their wheel was. I think their wheel was potentially loose. I don't know. DJ just skirted by that one. Yeah, though. I mean I'm spot off. Yeah, I'm. Sp- <laughs> I'm spot off because I think we're still learning this car and stuff. And, you know, I think there's some issues that we'll all tackle. And so far, I think the car and one thing I think we're overlooking is everybody. We worried so much about the safety of this car. And I've seen some really hard wrecks and I've heard nobody even really complain. Speaking of hard wrecks, you know, this kind of came out about our uh, uh, came out after our podcast last week. The Ricky Stenhouse wreck. Did you see how much his head moved in that wreck with a hybrid Hans? Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. So he didn't have a he didn't have a full blown Hans on. He and Larson have switched head devices yeah. in terms of what they're wearing. And TJ, his head it hit the steering wheel. If it didn't hit it, it was within an inch saw, of hitting yeah. it. Yeah, um, honestly, when I saw it. I was like, wow. He said it did not hit, but if it was, it was close. If it didn't. Yeah, it I, was definitely I, move more movement than the traditional Hans. He said yeah. he was working out, training like the whole week, so there he was perfectly fine. So he said it didn't hit. Why do they use a different Hans? Probably comfort. Comfort. Probably probably something that they use in a dirt car to have more mobility to use their head, turn their heads 
Yeah, know, I, I I'm pretty sure hybrid is more, I think that's what Chad used to. So I think it's just for dirt racing more common. It, um, it Apparently there's adjustments you can make. So the, so the Jeff Burton thing we talked about last week, where he essentially is the president of the driver council, for lack of better terms, they do have a seat at the table. I talked to Jeff last week, and he's very optimistic about it. And Jeff had actually been in contact with NASCAR regarding uh, some of the information regarding that crash. Right? And I guess there's ways for the drivers to adjust straps. Yeah. To And, and obviously his straps, his straps needed to be tighter than what they were. But, um, yeah, I, that was a violent But overall, hit. the safety of the car, I think, has been I – and mean, we've tested it. We have definitely we tested have tested it. the heck out of this car. Ross, Ross tested it on Saturday yeah. about as hard as anybody's tested. Even it Austin yet. at Charlotte, though, and let's so another Logano head on the wall back stretch at Daytona. So um, four backs it in. I assumed automatically a backup car. They fixed that thing yep. and raced. Um, that's a success to me. And honestly, I heard it took them less time to fix that car and get it back through tech than it did to unload the backup car and roll it through tech. Right. So I think that's a success, a success too as well. Yeah, so. I don't, I don't want to get ahead of myself on the safety thing, but definitely so far we've been fortunate because we have seen some massive hits. I mean, Ross, yeah. Joey. Uh, all, I mean, hey, even going Haley. slow at L.A., you know, yeah. um, we've seen some massive hits, but and thank goodness they're walking away because that's what we want to yeah. see. And I haven't heard anybody complain about them. No. We're excited to announce that our friends at RacingUSA.com, Google's top-rated source for NASCAR merchandise, is sponsoring Door Bumper Clear again this year. RacingUSA.com has a wide assortment of driver diecast apparel, hats, helmets, novelties, and collectibles for the sport's most popular drivers. For example, RacingUSA.com has more than 350 different collectible diecast cars available for 34 different drivers. That includes this weekend's Kyle Larson Fontana race winner diecast. RacingUSA.com is truly unique. Items in your cart are automatically discounted. You are guaranteed the lowest pre-order prices. Your in-stock orders are shipped the next business day and delivered fast. You can select from a wide assortment of the newest officially licensed items, many of which are exclusive to RacingUSA.com. Each week, you can enter to win any in-stock 124-scale die-cast car of your choice by going to RacingUSA.com slash contest. We will also be making a major, and when I say major, I mean major announcement with Racing USA very soon. We can't wait to tell you all about it. We cannot encourage you enough to support RacingUSA.com, whose support allows us to bring you this podcast each and every week. Whenever you need a new hat, t-shirt, die-cast, helmet, or novelty to show your support for your favorite driver, visit RacingUSA.com where you're always somebody special. If anybody sees a big guy streaking down Talladega Boulevard and all the alarm is just spreading. Brett Griffin is a clown. Just had to call and say, uh, somebody ever called Denny a wambulance. Well, I never thought that mother Kyle Larson would be on my bad side. His car's held together with duct tape and hope. Reaction feeder starts now sitting here watching cup qualifying and there's no damn way the best drivers in the world should have a slower car than the xfinity car nascar put some ponies in these cars and let these guys rip this is ridiculous 10 miles an hour slower going into one see that on the toyota board yeah, uh, I mean, it, I don't think it was ten. It wasn't ten, but it was. If it they was, were by themselves, it was, it was six 10. or seven. Wasn't if they it? were it drafting. Was, it was not ten, but if they were by themselves, it was. It I, was ten. I saw one ninety two in Xfinity. I thought I saw like one eighty five in Cup. 
Nobody freaking cares what the live speeds of the cars are, Fox. Give us the damn intervals. I saw that. Intervals. Intervals. That's it. Intervals. Quit being dumb. <laughs> yeah. I saw a bunch of tweets about that. Oh, yeah, I agree with them. Because, like, even somebody will say to me, like, you know, I don't want either lap time or interval. Like, there, nobody knows. what. Oh, he's going 180 average. Well, that's great. What the does that mean no they literally had like 173.52 or something yeah, like <laughs> i mean i i don't know it's maybe we're just on the other side of it so much but a mile per hour i never look at a mile per hour for lap i never in ever. 18 years i have never looked oh man that guy that guy ran 176 this lap no i have never you either ran a you know 35 8 or you ran a 35 4 i'll you tell know. you i love that big board in turn one because during qualifying it was, you know, and this was uh, this is another testament to to California or Fontana, whatever you want to call it. Like qualifying, I stayed up there because it, just the way the schedule worked out of their yeah, Xfinity all, cars are yeah. rolling right out there, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna throw my headset on because there's seven lanes these guys could be using potentially in qualifying, whether it's splitting seams or not. You know, every other place, you know, uh, there's no reason to spot qualifying. They're just gonna run the bottom and haul ass. But like, there was, you know, what lane are they using coming to green? Now, what lane are they using one and two? What lane are they using three and four? But it was cool to see. You could tell a guy had a good lap just after taking the green flag because of that big board in turn one, how much speed they carried into turn one. So, so that was cool. But that's the only time I ever used mile per hour. <laughs> yeah. Good job, Kyle Larson. Just because you think you're racing Joey Gone, you got to block like him. Way to go. Way to wreck your teammate. Stevie Wonder could have saw he was on the outside of you. Good job. Why you got to bring Stevie into it? Yeah, what'd he do? <laughs> <laughs> Kyle Larson You know, I understand you wanted to win the race And I can understand you blocking Chase Because, you know, at the end of the day I can live without the free boneless wings As long as I got my free fried pickles But here you go, you had to pull a Joey Logano I don't know if TJ Majors decided to start spotting for you or what But you had to, but you had to block him right in the wall And when you done that He cost me my free fried pickles, Kyle <laughs> And that's just unacceptable. You need to do better, buddy. What the hell promotion is that? Hooters? Hooters. I don't know. Do free fried pickles? pickles if he wins? Oh, yeah. Top 10? Top 10. Or five. I want to make Jason sure. Jason would know. I want to make sure we, yeah. Jason's a big fan. Are we going to Hooters in Vegas? I figure you got oh, Chase Elliott. Yeah. I don't know. We would have, we would have if, if he got in the top five. You don't <laughs> go to Vegas and go to Hooters in Vegas. <laughs> like, No, that doesn't happen. No. So I'm sitting here watching the Cup Series race here at Fontana. Uh, I'm a big fan of Roush Fenway Keselowski racing, so I'm not having a very good day. Uh, so I'm I'm pissed off about that. But how the hell NASCAR are you gonna have a car take a innocent spin and get stuck? That's some bull. Freddie Kraft, you suck. Why'd you have to wreck my boy like that? Go Cox. Paula. Because he was in the way. Fox Sports. How in the hell do you not send a pit reporter to go chase? chase elliott down or even bring it up in the post-race interview with larson about the contact with his teammate what an idiot regan didn't ask larson about the chase contact at all in his post-race interview on the front stretch you would think that would been a relevant question definitely gotta ask that i mean that's he's probably concussed from his slide down <laughs> slide on saturday <laughs> was it just me or it looked like that damn gum 23 car said to the six you shall not pass Man, I don't know about you, but look like Freddie said, uh-oh, TJ, you don't taste your medicine from last weekend. Man, that six car was a weapon. That 23 car be a weapon out there. And at the end of the race, I see that 31 car of that Brett Griffin fella. Man, they be going sideways, too. The whole DBC correct. 
Maybe Casey made a mess. I don't know. Jason Schultz probably in the crowd drinking a white claw. I feel like hey, we know got, this person. Chaos out in California. Chaos. I feel like we know that person. I, that sounded like a disguised voice to me. Who was it? I don't know. I'm just saying I feel like we know who that is. Or he's just real drunk. Could be any, either one of the two. <laughs> or both. Or both. This next one's familiar. I guess some lessons are hard. Like, don't take it three wide. They'll put your dumb ass in the wall. I guess old happy Harvey's right. You're a crying baby. Sucking nice cars. Things don't go your way. There's someone else to blame. You're a mother. I, I think we had determined last year that Jeb was not a Chase Elliott fan. <laughs> and we did last year. We now, know now for sure we have confirmed that he is not yeah. a Chase Elliott fan. The Chase Elliott fans are crazy. Like they're legitimately they're, they're psychotic. Rational. They're psychotic. They're they're not like Dale Jr. fans psychotic, but they're close. Oh, you think I didn't find this out? I yeah. got clobbered by him at Bristol and got blamed. So I yeah. mean <laughs> somehow. But yeah, it's definitely it's kinda like our followers. It's like a cult. Yeah, look they're, out. They're cray-cray. I know what I heard about so 27 times the other day was TJ sucks. Just mm. love it. I just heard you sucked on a couple call or two ago. I heard one call, but I heard. <laughs> I don't know how that became a rallying cry. I mean, I know how that became a rallying cry for DBC. But it's, it's probably our fault, but I love it. Oh, yeah, I wonder. Yeah, I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> to leave an audio message 24-7, go to anchor.fm slash clear and click the message icon. We'll play the best ones each week on the show. Offer pad question of the week. What's your dining setup like at home? Do you have a dining table, a high top table, sit at a counter? Brett? Uh, I actually have a pretty big kitchen. And so I've got a breakfast nook there that we sit out there at the end of the bar. And then I've got my breakfast table in there it seats probably all in we get about 10 people in there so that's where we eat all our meals unless it's nice and pretty outside and then we go on the screened in porch or the patio i personally prefer the screened in porch for for eating when that's possible ready uh so we have a dining room that gets used once a year on christmas um i've got a high top table in my kitchen that we kind of sit around and hang out maybe drink when people are over i've got a counter like a bar space in my kitchen that uh is also gets used when people come over i would say the majority of our meals probably get eaten on the couch <laughs> i don't know <laughs> sit there it's so my big. big ass couch watching tv uh but yeah so we like dining i love my dining room i just never use it it's, it's nobody does that's <laughs> why we created the rpg room was because we never use a dining room <laughs> could just get you and john could put your two sim rigs in there and that way you don't fight over it when yeah. you want to race. I know. I got to race. When do you race tomorrow night? Yeah. Um, just uh, whatever you call that deal attached to the kitchen, not the dining room, but the breakfast area or whatever. Yeah. We used to sit there and uh, we got a big dining room too. But right now it's covered in computer pieces from building a computer. So it's not really, well, it's half of it's usable, but it's really a waste of a room. We. I came home last night and my mom, my mom is here. She came down this weekend and she's staying for a couple of days. And I was like, what in the hell is going on in my dining room? Because there's in there that's never in there. And I guess my mom is working from my house. Now. From there. Yeah. <laughs> 
Go get a cash offer on your home today with our presenting sponsor, OfferPad.com. What an idiot, man. Time for What an Idiot. Somebody go first. I don't know. I can't think of Freddie, one. Freddie, I really think you should go first, and I think that the person should be right in front of you. You? No. I mean, you're right. For, oh, he's she off to did. the side a little bit. He's kind of right. Yeah, I don't know. I got to come back to that one. I didn't make any notes. You got one? Week. I actually have one. My what an idiot is whoever booked Jason's travel to Vegas. I mean, you can't you double up on Mike, Mike Davis, Davis again. again. <laughs> I mean, exactly. Yeah. Hey, well, you can't do two in a row without winning one in a row. He won one last week. He might as well go for two. He can be two for two uh, on the season. You cannot send a 21, 22-year-old guy to Vegas for his first time, put him in a dump hotel, with freaking bed bugs and God knows whatever else, and then not even let him stay long enough to experience some gambling and some spearmint rhinoing and some racing and all the things. So, like, the, to hear him in rhino, what so, is that? It, it, it's almost like Jason's a employee. Is that, like, so, is that like a golf right, And he's been being given punishment, which Listen. I'm telling you right now, it's going to feel like punishment, Jason, when you get home on Monday morning and you land at 7 o'clock. Yeah, so what I'm thinking here is, you are by far not the content general manager, whatever the hell you say you are. No way he's that high up the totem pole. There is no way. You just proved it. that is not true. You're still okay, a peon. Okay, well, you yes. all are rich, so why don't you just pay for Jason's Coming flight? From, and, and while you're mind. at it, oh, don't you Your dare say that. Your husband owns race teams. <laughs> but, believe me, <laughs> winning what? a championship what? is not the same as winning one in NASCAR. Okay, golden goose um, shoes yeah. and Gucci belts and you brand new Audi cars. I, I'm wearing thirty dollars uh, shoes. You wore no. shoes that are higher than my house payment. Casey. All I'm saying is, you can't find a, a pair of them shoes for under six hundred bucks. No. I've never oh even heard gosh. of them. What's it called? Golden Goose. Yeah, Goose. All and I'm saying is, you guys should be paying for Jason and make sure he has a great weekend. And honestly, you guys should pay for a trip We're a flight make for sure me so I can I'll go because I'm jealous. Your, I will pay for your Uber to come hang out with us on Saturday. So night. before Casey's little and rant, be right the biggest regret you ever have in your life. I do think we should do something and just let them make Mike pay for the room still and we'll just all chip in and get Jason, Jason room do you somewhere have a, else. Do you have a Dirty Mo credit card? Are you me? Can you get one before the weekend? That's a good Of course point. he's I'll, got I'll one. He's a one. content general well, manager or whatever the room, the All the travels booked before I promoted myself so it just uh, didn't get cleared. And Jason, gone. you're going to... Someone still uh, assigned you a 36-hour trip to Vegas. That is not... You are good. calling out mm-hmm. your boss. Who's going? Who wins? What an idiot. Yeah. Who else is going? Just you? Alex. Alex is Are coming? you guys staying in the same room? Yes. Is, is of Alex course here? they are. He Alex, gotta get in their own room. <laughs> you guys uh, are is in he the... going the same time you're Can going? Can somebody whoever is going to be in the suite or partying with these guys, we can, can you please send videos because nice I'm room. jealous that I'm not going and I need to live. I will give Mike Davis props for this. I had an idea on a raffle giveaway for the people in attendance and we have two raffle items that people are going to lose their minds over. Are they in the back of my truck? They're in the back of your truck. They're gone. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> they are going to lose their mind. Look, we're going to have a ton of cool stuff to give away, but these two particular prizes, people are going to go nuts. So we still got to get Jason out of that right hole. <laughs> I mean, we still do. I mean, the only thing worse than there to be in the stand like tell you the yeah, I tell you what, I know the room you're gonna, there. I know the room you're probably staying in. No, he's to, not. So he's coming stay there. with no. you. <laughs> No. It's big. I'm telling you, you I won't know. even know he's there. No. <laughs> no. TJ, are you going to come out with us on Saturday night? No. <laughs> That's the same yeah. answer. The other answer is no, Jason. I'll tell you what. If you come over to where I'm staying, I'll have a drink with you. 
One. Where are you staying? A country in the suites or something? <laughs> Might be. <laughs> I'm not saying. Oh, t- the majority I mean, of teams are yeah, at the I mean, South I'm Point. A, I'm going to stay at the Cosmo. So. Oh, good. Thanks to KJ. Oh, yeah, KJ yeah, I saw yeah. you there checking in last time. Mm. Yes. Yeah, KJ's the best. She was actually she in Fontana. Is, I'm actually going to get her some stuff. She, she's super excited. I'm excited to uh, get there. And, and no, Jason. Not Why don't you get him a room at Cosmo then? Why don't you get a room at Cosmo? Because <laughs> I'm not staying there this time. Put it, put it under spot I'm, on. I'm Productions or activations or. No. Where are you staying? Resort Twirl. I need you to brand new joint out there. It's awesome. All right, one idiot. Oh, I'm gonna go with uh, the uh, what do they call them? The Showstopper. What? That's what they call them in the Xfinity series. He used to be the truck series driver last year. The guy that oiled down the entire racetrack uh, at the end of the Xfinity race. The entire I heard the, I heard the spotter got called to the to the hauler. I don't know who the spotter was for it. Brandon. Brandon Banish. Yeah. But I mean The streak hole wasn't that wide though. It was only about six feet wide. Yeah, just the entire width of the car. Pull over and stop, please. I would like to eat dinner that night. <laughs> I mean it literally took NASCAR. My favorite part about Forever. it was that Kip was like, ah, Tower, yeah, this is from an earlier crash. And I'm like, no, Kip, it's not. And then where they parked us, they basically parked us right on top of the oil streak. And I'm like, well, this yeah. is going to make it go faster. But anyway, they figured I've, it out. I've got a good one, idiot, now. <laughs> oh, good. Spark some memories. <laughs> it's it's Brett. And uh, let me explain. So <laughs> we go to Hibachi on uh, Saturday night. Saturday night. Saturday night. And the hibachi guy was great. It was named Don. 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 Don was the man. Yep. The, the cook, you know. The cook's Don. He was Don. Brett had the most awful timing on a joke that he was telling to begin with. We won't repeat that. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> I was literally making a Mr. Miyagi joke as he walked up to the table. He had his chopstick like he was catching flies. He's like, look, Mr. Miyagi, as the guy walked to the table. And I'm like, oh, we're like, not you. Not you. He saw he's calling himself Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> Yeah. Um, anyway, I so that, guy that was bucks, step so. one of what an idiot. But then step two was um, Nicole from Nutrient Egg Solutions, one of our favorite people in the world, uh, loves eggs, apparently, I found out. So Don is got a mask on to begin with, and he is <laughs> squeezing the egg and throw, somehow throwing his voice. Throwing his voice. Like, so it sounds like the egg is squeaking, and then he's doing it a hundred times, and Brett just looks he's like, how the f*** is he doing that? <laughs> I couldn't. I can't hear good though. So that's no I'm problem one. Problem two is he's got a mask on. I can't see his mouth. But he's literally throwing. It sounds like it's the egg on the table making the noise. And it was I'm like, like a ventriloquist. It was like yeah. Ear, ear, ear. And Brett's like, what the f- is going on? Sounds like all that sake. That was yeah. That was. About How do you spell sake, Brett? S a s o c k y. Yeah, you definitely um messed that up. Whenever I saw you spell that, I no, think sake. Uh, no, it's not. Yeah, yeah, that was the yeah, highlight. Definitely sake. How the f*** is he doing that? <laughs> that was funny. All right, so we're looking forward to seeing everybody in Las Vegas this weekend in the Dirty Mo Media Suites. Can't wait. You guys can do a Q&A Sunday morning. There's a Midland concert, I think, after the Q&A for people to enjoy that will be there. Mike Davis will watch with everyone, get to talk to him throughout the is race. Is he staying at the Luxor? I think so. What? Well, maybe not. Maybe I he has his own place. I doubt yeah. it. I think he is, though. I'd be surprised. Oh, my gosh. If he's not, and he is. <laughs> Dude, you need to go down Are there. y'all sharing a car with Mike yeah. Davis? Yeah. Maybe he's staying uh, at the yeah, Luxor. Maybe, maybe he's got he a suite or something. There. Maybe maybe we're 
Man, he's in the I, he's in the light. You know the light that shoots out of the top of it. That's where he stays. <laughs> Alex and I are capturing content all day Sunday too, doing some vlog stuff, doing some photos. So it'll be a fun time in the suite. I just hope y'all have a room in the pyramid up, because yeah, the, the, the up, ones on the ends of the pyramid are the worst. The ceilings are like coming in at you. Like yeah, have you stayed there before? Yeah, I've been there for events. I've never stayed there. I've never been to that low point in my life. <laughs> Hey, JRM back in the day, you used to, like, I'm talking like when they first started, we stayed at the Stratosphere. I stayed at the Red Roof Inn in Bristol with Junior Motorsports. Got bed bugs. Got bed bugs. Oh, man. So I cannot wait. Sounds like my first trip to Vegas is going to be so much fun, Brett. (laughs) Just don't go to bed. Okay. Don't go in. You literally walk in, put your stuff in your room, take your shower, lay out your clothes that you need to get on the airplane with. Don't go back in your room until it's time to go to the airport. All right. Sounds good. I tried that, and I still miss my flight, so... In Phoenix, yeah, that um, town will that town will win. You will not win against. It that says town. here, what should we tell them to do? So, what should we tell who to do? Jason and Alex. So, I mean, there's not a lot of stuff we can tell you to do because you're not going to be there very long. Just sightseeing. Uh, just man. call Walk us down the sidewalk. Come meet us Saturday night. <laughs> Walk by the Bellagio, see the fountains. And stuff. Hoover Dam is one of the coolest things you can see. They do not have time to go there. Yeah, you yeah, will be. That'll <laughs> take up half their trip. And then after that, you can jump on a helicopter and go see the Grand Canyon. And while you're there, you actually can rent a mule and then do another trail down the ground. Oh, wait a minute, Jason. You don't have time their, for any of that. That just took their whole trip up right there. <laughs> hey, and on, once you're done there, just head on down to Sedona. Y'all get a nice little room. You, have yeah. some breakfast Check out, out by the, the street. Yeah, the red rocks and canyons and stuff. Yeah. You got yeah. plenty of time. I would say land, go to McDonald's, get a good eight hours of sleep, and then we'll see you at a racetrack on Sunday. You can when go to you, In-N-Out. When do you land on Saturday? Like one. Have you ever been out west, Jason, what at you, all? Yeah, I've been out to California and okay. Phoenix a few times. Do you got to do anything on Saturday, work-wise? No. We're no. captured. We'll go around Vegas, capture some content. No, go to a pool and get drunk. It's also going to be 60 degrees. What time is our it's race doesn't matter. You don't got to go in the water. All right, good. <laughs> what time is our race on Saturday? Like local time. Couldn't tell you. I would assume like two, three o'clock. I think it's late, guys. So Are it you says me it's late. Well, it says four thirty here, so that That's would be what two thirty there. One thirty this time of year. It's three hours behind. So one thirty there. Um, that Saturday. So Jason, I'm done at four thirty on Saturday. All right, I'll let you know where to go. All right, we'll meet you there. Yeah, you're our tour guides. Oh no! Oh, Please. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, yeah. Well, y'all can grab some dinner at the Spearmint Rhino, right? Yeah. Right, Freddie? You can well, grab some dinner I am at the never, I am never going back in the Spearmint Rhino. This, what is Why? that? Is that like a gum store? I've never no, heard of it. It's a church. Buffet. It's, it's a, a church buffet. they just set up Spearmint for a while. Rhino. There for the I've been there. Shoe right. show. Yeah. Have you been there? Uh, Allegedly? Have you? I know you've been my, there. My twin, I I've never been there. My buddy with me, we were getting ready to leave, and he goes, man, my credit card didn't work. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. No, not in here. <laughs> and I went to swipe my credit card, and I literally We're was making sweating gold here, folks. because there is not a more expensive place in Vegas to be than the Spearmint Rhino. Take some cash, Jason. I've, I've never been. Thank God, I've never been. And definitely, I mean, it was I'd, a five-digit deal. Oh, if you I was walk crying. by a, uh, if you walk by a Wheel of Fortune slot, go ahead and, and play it. Cause That's it, the easiest game to play, and it's fun. It, it's fun when you get to spin the wheel. Yeah. So you and you know. You get like really hyped up because you can win a thousand dollars. You win twenty yeah. every time, but you could win a thousand. Could win a thousand. <laughs> and I mean, I've seen. People, I swear to God, Brandon Suggs will hit the dial every single time. Every time. He's the luckiest gambler that I've ever seen. Or he so, Spearman Rhino, Jason, you spend a bottle versus spinning the wheel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah Same thing. See. Try it. And, and, you, only, and you only lose a thousand. You never win a thousand. <laughs> no, you, no, you never win anything. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you win something, but not much. <laughs> no, no, yeah. 
So follow <sighs> Dirty Mo Media social handles all weekend long. We'll be posting content from Vegas. It's going to be a fun goes, time. If it goes silent Saturday night, you know Jason's having a lot of fun. <laughs> we may leave a message to be like, we can no longer post content tonight. Check back in in the morning. Make no, sure there's no That's when me and Brett take room. over. When you guys can't, like you guys can post content until about nine o'clock and then me and Jet, right. me and Brett will take over the cameras and, yeah. and we'll post the videos you guys. I, I am so sorry for anything that might happen, Jason. You, you're going to want to stay tuned to social media all weekend <laughs> wrong. Yeah, dirty old media. <laughs> Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like, I like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans and reaction theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. All right, let's head into DBC Picks. Brett wins DBC Picks at Fontana with Kyle Larson. No surprise there. Soros almost stole it for me. Almost. (laughs) He and TJ are tied one-to-one. Let's make picks for Vegas. TJ, up first. Did I finish last? That is correct. You Damn did. sure did. Ooh, Vegas. I'm going to go with a guy that has been very good there in the past, but hasn't found victory lane yet. I'm going to go with... Still the same 40 guys every week. I know, Only but I, now. I lost by one at Daytona. It could be two to nothing right now. I don't. I, I think he's going to do it. I'm going to go with Blaney. Big pick. Who's next? My turn. I will take Eric Jones. Ooh, good one. I will take Joey Logano. I will take Chase Elliott. I'm going to go big here. I'm going to go with Cody Ware. Complete layup. He's, He's laying it up. That's, that's really bad. You guys went big. That's actually really bad. You guys went big. But you could have went with someone that might have a shot. I'm like going to lay up, lay off. TJ, you have a habit of jinxing everybody, so maybe don't talk. He's got I'd a like bigger habit of one. losing this, so I don't know why he's giving us advice right now. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, <laughs> anyways. Ty Dillon performed a miracle for you at Daytona. That's the only did. miracle. Miracles happened. I know. That happened there. He did. As always, thank you all for listening. Be sure to stay tuned to Dirty Mo Media social channels for this weekend's experience. <laughs> I don't really know what to call it. That's what it's called, <laughs> the, the Dirty Mo Experience. Can't wait to see all the fans the, out the there. The fans aren't the only ones getting the experience. And Jason and maybe Alex say a few prayers for Jason and Alex. Uh, if you see Mike Davis out there, tell him Brett sucks because... There's going to be gotta, 60 
30 Mo Media fans in one spot. What could go wrong? Nothing. If you're Great and if time. you're there, uh, please send me videos behind the scenes stuff because I'm jealous. Do not make this be the first time we have to kick people out of a suite. Y'all come in there and act like normal, civilized human beings. What? Please, they're fans of you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. let's let's be. No wonder here. Mike's been so nervous about this deal. Are you? That's what happened. Going to be civilized, normal human being? No. Here's what I hope. Here's what I hope for. And this I is, hope Jason this is in the best interest of a lot of people that Brett and I finish this race. Because if one of us crashes out early, that's not going to go well in that suite, I don't no, think. No, because my employees are going to be there. I'll have a DD back to the strip. <laughs> and I'm staying there Sunday night. So I've got Jason Jared. He can drive uh, me anywhere I need to go. Yeah, I'm, I'm staying in Vegas. <laughs> Jason, I'm staying over Sunday night if you want to change your flight. Extended a day. Yeah, we'll have uh, TJ produce the show uh, next Monday anyway. <laughs> oh. oh, boy. Thank you guys for listening. It's going to be a fun week. Uh, crazy race coming up nobody knows what to expect again i love the short practice been rumors they may lengthen practice i think that's part of why the race was so dang good nobody knew what to expect good exactly stuff exactly right yeah i thought it was good i'm looking forward to the next one vegas should be similar yeah a lot of lanes bouncing all sorts of stuff yep yep we out holla have Word. a great week check out dirty mo media on youtube twitter facebook and instagram dirty mo, dirty mo.